Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A new daily fantasy app for prop bets is here and it's called Thrive Fantasy. Forget the old school way of DFS. Thrive Fantasy has streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top tier athletes. That means no more salary cap. You just build your lineup around a list of prop bets. Here's how it works. For each contest, you choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that value if the prop is correct. So for example, if Tom Brady throws for over or under 250 yards, the less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth. You build your team, score around the amount of correct prop bets you select. It's easy to play, so just check out the Thrive Fantasy link in the description of this podcast and get in the game with Thrive Fantasy today. From the Gotham Podcast Studio, it's episode 63 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here, and we have a guest, longtime friend, uh, collaborated through sports journalism, my man Ebenezer Samuel. He is the fitness director of Men's Health. Eb, what's up, man? How's it going? Been a while, man. It's been it, a long time. I know. It's been, yeah. it's been a while. It's good to see you. We try to get you up here, but, you know, life gets busy. We try to get everything we get we get done uh ebenezer has a long background in uh, sports journalism we'll get into that um now the fitness director at men's health as i said um he's done a lot of stuff in journalism and now with fitness and uh if you can't see from the videos he's a guy who's always in extremely good shape <laughs> always, mo- most other sports writers were, were jealous of Eb because they're like he's in great shape all the time so well, and 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 it hasn't improved i'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was at a nets game last night and yeah it's and, pretty much and it's been guy. disciplined uh <laughs> Brian, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm all right. I'm cold. Good. Everybody mm-hmm. dealing good with this cold weather? You 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 say this is not actually cold, Mr. AccuWeather. No, I mean, it's it's. We cold. were talking about this in the last episode where I was like, yo, it was nine degrees, and you were like, eh, I was in well, Albany. Yeah, and I was, it was like negative 20. How many layers do you put on? You have a short sleeve shirt today. That's crazy, today, first of all. Today. Today, today's pretty t- cold, t- too. T- today's not bad. Today's not bad. It's not terrible. It's like 30 today. Yeah. But yesterday, yesterday I was in Poughkeepsie. I was telling you, Ab, Ugh. and I was right along the Hudson River, which was like frozen. I hope it was mm. work related and not by choice. Yeah, well, no disrespect to Poughkeepsie. I'm not like going there just you know to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, Maris is okay, but it's cool. I had like two. I only had like two layers. I had two layers on top and bottom mm. for that. That's fine. Yeah. 
So it was okay, but that I can take thirty degrees. Thirty, every, we can we can rock with thirty. Thirty is fine. What was it on Tuesday? What was it? What was it like on? What was it? Nine. What was it Tuesday? Nine. Tuesday. Nine. I'm trying it to. It got to like eight or. Oh nine yeah, Tuesday. Here. Tuesday was single digits. Yeah. I was trying to remember because I just got back from Albany. Single digits Tuesday. and windy. Tuesday. Tuesday. I accidentally took a seven mile run. It was. A... <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Accidentally took so a seven mile. Yeah, run? yeah. How do you? How do you accidentally do that? It's supposed to be this. Des- they do. They call it a destination run. It was with uh-huh. a group. Yeah. It's supposed to be a four mile run. Okay. I wound up separated from a little bit, like from everybody else. Uh-huh. Um, and I got lost. So I was supposed to turn on like Houston Street. I went all the way down to Canal Street, which isn't bad. And I turned back up. Then I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go, so I just map quested it real quick or put it in Google Maps. <laughs> were you map questing while you were running? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> I like this. Which may be why, which may be why I want the place we were supposed to go is this place called Higher Dose. It's like an infrared sauna place or something like that. Uh, uh, nobody told me that there were multiple locations of Higher Dose, so I ran down to the one on the east side and I had to run all the way back because they had my stuff. So it turned into. A well, did you? You didn't. Have it to, was cold though. But you didn't have to run. So you push yourself for that <laughs> no, 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 I actually, like, I had to run because it was cold. I didn't want to be in the cold for anyone. You know what? But that makes sense, right? That, just yeah. keep the keep the blood pumping and stay warm. Yeah, and right? also, cause, well, when I got to the one, I got to the one higher dose. They're like, you're in the wrong place, right? And I'm like, and they're like, you should take a train to where you're going. And I was like, I would, <laughs> but the place I was running with has all my stuff. So your metro card was in there. Everything was there. Exactly, everything except my phone. So I really had no option. I had to. I would could either run or hitchhike because I couldn't even pay for a cab. Damn. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, so I had. So you had a great workout that day. No, it was hell. <laughs> <laughs> it could be both also. It could, it could be both. Well, Ed well, pushed himself to a place he didn't want to go to. He was, he was planning to do four miles, and it's turned into like seven. <laughs> and he yeah. didn't have his phone, so he's all stressed, and that, that's just yeah. whole, a whole bunch of extra. It just reminded me of uh, how much I hated doing cross country in high school. Yeah, yeah that was awful. Uh, do you do you like running? I hate running. Running, <laughs> ru- running is running is the least fun part of. Uh, I, I like running fast. A hundred meters, right? That's fun. See, I'm the same. Yeah. Way. I was saying the yeah. same thing. Like, before. I love I love working out and love bodybuilding, but I do not like. I'll get my cardio in because I have to, but right, I don't. Exactly. I do not enjoy it. At I all. don't enjoy it. At I don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. And just, like, I'd prefer to do ten sprints or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the same way. It, it's labor- running multiple miles, is, and my whole body hurt when I was done with it. And I'm in yeah. pretty good shape. You know? right. My whole yeah. body was just like. I don't like this, you know. You're like, no, this is, yeah. This I feel is like bad. you're gonna die. Your heart's gonna jump out of your chest. Uh, and it was cold though, too. And it was cold. Oh my god. What, what's, what's it like? What's it like? I told you we we're gonna talk maybe about doing some stuff. With yeah. this. What's it like running in the cold for people who don't know? Because it's you know the air is is, is so it's so thinner and it's just ah. Well, like, oh, it's fine. Once you get once you get into it, you're just yeah. running. And because um, it, it was a Nike run, so they kind of get they they have us dressed really warm. Good. Right? Um, but it's almost like it's almost like a mental thing. Yeah, like once you're kind of over it, you're um, once you're kind of over it. Once you get through like the first mile, it's like okay, this isn't so bad. And then the seventh mile sucks. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure it did. (laughs) Yeah, because when Um, you're thinking a lot, you're just gonna stop yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're gonna run past where you have to go, which is what. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh man, I'll I'll say this though. Um, I did another run. I want to say last April or whatever, and this was with like a track group and with Um, much better weather. Yeah. Oh, it was weird because it catch twenty two because it was better weather, but it was higher elevation and Mm. like runners go up there because training in that thin air had there's a lot of kind of like benefit to uh where was this this was in Colorado? utah, utah oh utah kind of. okay yeah i think it was park city utah park city yep yeah okay. um and running up there i mean it was weird because i i again i do a lot of sprint work and so this was like 400s um and i'm a decently fast guy on the track when i don't have to run seven miles and um <laughs> 
I looked at my time. I, we were actually working with like a, a track coach. His name is Danny Danny Mackey. He's from Brooks Run Club. And I looked at my times. He's telling me my times. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm slow. I'm embarrassing myself, you know? And he's like, no, it's because you're so high elevation and you just got here. Uh-huh. Um, and so we were there three days. The first day, my times were awful. The third day, my times were a lot better because then suddenly, like, you're, like, there's a lot of, like, science on white blood cell count and red blood cells. And when you're up there, there's a lot of benefit for you because you're training in thin air and you have to work in that. What racers do, not to get too into it. But yeah, what, no, what, that's great. Yeah. What, 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 um, what pro runners do is they'll, they'll train up there at elevation. And there's a specific timing to how they do it that I don't completely know all of. But they'll mm. train at elevation um, something like two weeks or whatever before a competition yep. and then when they come down and they spend a certain amount there's like a certain time where they're it's almost like they're optimized from being up there to having adjusted back to sea level where they can their their endurance levels and just their strength levels and everything is maximized so that's it's a training tactic being at elevation yep. being in the cold i remember that <clears throat> this is also why like this kenyan runners are so good because of one of the things they run at a higher elevation and also just culturally they run for like long distances to places they have to go um and i was watching something about that before too with like runners who train at that elevation and come down and i forgot like the times of how their their splits were for their mile markers but it was just so much better than anything they had done before and so it's it's definitely amazing it's kind of like their version of sparring you know what i mean yeah it's it's like the same like all training is kind of the same idea like if you put yourself because can you like you look at some of the um like african runners often by nature they're not training in extreme cold but they're training in the opposite extreme heat heat, right Boxes um, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Arid, te- arid areas. And yep. so the, the, you train at that extreme, and then you wind up in the Olympics in Korea yeah. or whatever. And competition and is not so bad. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You're like, this is nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Your body is going to react to, like, it's not Because yeah, they're already used to it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's, that's, that's always interesting. Let's get into your career a little bit, because you have a background in sports journalism. That's how I, I know you. Yeah. Um, how did you get into sports journalism? I know you from when you were working at the Daily News, obviously. Yeah. Um, talk to, to just, we always like to ask all the journalists we have here how they got into what they do. How'd you get into what you do? Well, we, I mean, we met kind of probably at the because I want to say we met way back. You, you were doing high school. I was thinking about this on the ride in. You yeah. were doing high schools. I was doing high schools. You know, me, that, you, Ian Begley, that yeah. kind of group. We were all in there. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Back. Like, see, you know what he's looking at us? He's like, yo, they're old. No, I'm not. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, but you're right. That's that is how far back we're talking. Like. Yeah, 2007, 2008, that kind of time period. Um, that, now you just now you made us old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now you threw yeah. the year out there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, damn, yeah, where yeah. was I in 2000? You don't want to yeah, know. No, I don't want to know. We don't. You're, you're know. gonna you're gonna edit this part out. Yeah, we're okay. Edit this part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, but so we met at the beginning. I had um, I, I grew up around um, I grew, I actually I, I was thinking about this on the way into I I love superheroes more than anything more than mm. sports more than anything mm. um i forgot about that when you think about when you think about the actual manifestations of like the reality is if i want to try to fly i'm probably gonna like jump off a building and it's not gonna be pretty at the end um <laughs> but if you think about the two manifestations of superheroes that we have in in reality are like you know fit like super fitness like bodybuilding types you right. know, where you have that super superhero physique Right. And then you have like the guys who are pulling off the most superheroic stuff we see, you know, aside from, you know, armed forces and stuff like that, um, are, are athletes, you know, that's mm-hmm. like Odell Beckham, Beckham catching like a one handed pass, you know, or LeBron, like, like that's as close to flying as man is going to get. You right. Know? Right. Um, so I always loved that stuff. 
obviously didn't I played sports, but I wanted to be around, you know, our like kind of mythic superheroes. So I, I went to uh, I went to accounting. I actually have an accounting degree. Never used it because I wasn't really into it. I went to school for journalism um, with the idea of kind of covering sports journalism. I went to Syracuse. So that's what I wanted to do. I lucked into an internship at the Daily News um, under Leon Carter. He was a great sports editor there. Mm-hmm. Um interned there, interned at ESPN the magazine, then came back at the Daily News and just stuck with the high school stuff. And I mean me and Dexter are like very parallel paths in terms of like climb, you know, it's like you always start with high school sports. Yeah. Um, See we go from high school to college. And we've talked about the pro. We've talked yeah. about that on this yeah, podcast. Kinda, that's kinda how it's been, yeah. Yeah, where <laughs> that that sort of used to be the progression and now it's kinda like, yo, you just graduate and you just gotta figure it out. Because yeah. there's not a design not that there was a design path, but there was an expectation that you would start at the high school level and then work your way up to the pros, where now it's kinda like like I'm already doing the pros, but in turn I'm not getting compensated the way probably you guys were doing high school sports. I'm not saying the way we were compensated was great. Well, I'm not saying that either. But However, we, but what we will it, say, I'm mean, not want to speak for everyone. You, this, but you, we got the you reps know, that, you know you the know? situation. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm like, just saying for Eb and I, and, Eb, and you know, I think even Ian said this when he was here too. Was um, mm-hmm. we got you got those reps? You got to be out there. You got to learn how to craft stories. Kevin said this also. Whether it was on the print side or you know, I did both print and video, so it, was, it, it didn't really matter. You got the reps. You got to be out there. You got to learn how to cultivate your sources. Um, you got to work with other great people and make good relationships, and that those stuff that mattered. Um, what do you think about? Because Brian always asks this. No, Brian's curious, so I know he's going to ask this question. Like, what do you think about that for the younger generation of journalists coming up right now in sports? Yeah, because well, now is now is now is mostly blogs. And like we were talking about before, off the yeah. air, a lot of aggregator sites that they want instead of allowing you to do these stories that you probably, you know, you're sourcing multiple people and, you know, they're really thought out in longer pieces. They want you to just aggregate for X amount of days a week and get this stipend and then here. Yeah, the, the business has overall gotten um, harder, you know, and mm-hmm. there's a lot le- like that progression. Like we were probably Dexter, uh, me, Ian, that whole generation if you will of sports of sports journalists was like kind of lucky in that in that there was kind of a progression in place even with that progression though i mean it still boiled down to you know i mean i went to j school but it still boiled down to when you got out in the field figure out how to do it you know yeah and everybody kind of had to figure out how to you know we were figuring out how to get stories how to develop sources how to do all that stuff and we were doing it under the umbrella of the New York Daily News, you know, or Post when I was there. Exactly yeah. the Post, uh, uh, like uh, we were doing it under those umbrellas, and those umbrellas are incre- are increasingly not there because they're hiring fewer people. It's still the one thing I think it boils down to, um, and you said it a little, and I was, this is kind of like as I've kind of, as I kind of reflect on my career. Not that I'm old, okay, <laughs> but as I <laughs> as I reflect on my career, I think the the you said it just now. You have to figure it out, you know. And it still boils down to um, whatever whatever discipline it is, you have to kind of figure it out. It's kind of cool for you guys in that um, you can kind of chart your own path a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like when we were coming up, when I was coming up, it's like I w- there, like I was when I was when I was interning. Yeah. Okay. I wrote like a two page feature on Lance Stevenson that was like the sports editors loved. You know. Um, on the Sunday paper again. I was an intern. Apparently, that like as I understand it, that doesn't didn't happen very much at that time. Um, but I was still locked into this progression. You know, it was like you're still gonna do. Even though you know, I I've 
I wrote a brilliant thing on Lance Stevenson, not to talk myself up too much, but right. I was, was still rough. locked into this progression, <laughs> you know? Um, I remember I was a fantasy football columnist. I think maybe, like, like I was still doing GA stuff, had just gotten on high school stuff, and they were like, we need a fantasy football columnist. He's really good with numbers and fantasy. Um, let's make him the fantasy football columnist, right. okay? Okay. Um, that's a – it's kind of like – it's a very low tier, if you will, column that I was writing. It's not – it wasn't exactly super high profile. It was a column. Okay, a lot. There were older journalists there, who um, were very, very unhappy that it's like, why does he have a column and I don't? You right. Know? So you really? were locked in. Yeah. I'm not, I, that I, doesn't. I, surprise. I know that. Yeah. I said it. You. I said it, and then I was like, I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> right. At it. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and I never knew that at the time, but I shouldn't yeah. be surprised at it. And for full disclosure, like I used to freelance and do video for the Daily News, so I also know people that Ev knows in there too. So yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, I, yeah. I, still, I still see some of that now because, like, for example, some people that you will call bloggers or whatever just because they're not with, like, newspaper websites. Right. We get, on on occasion, some level of freedom that newspapers probably don't get because, and I know this for also because I also freelance for a newspaper, because you have a certain amount of space that you're limited to, whether it's 500 words, 750, 1,000, whatever it is. And then with a blog you can incorporate tweets you can use social media in that way so yeah there's also that element but, as well. yeah go back but, to what you were saying yeah but but the whole th- my whole thing is like at, you know so so i was so it was like again it was a, it was kind of like i was breaking the progression a little bit so people were like not cool with it you know yeah. and so it was gonna always be limiting and then even like when i like my last couple of years at the news i was doing well, my last two years i was doing like social issues columns and that was like a kind of a which more, i loved yeah we I, always talked a lot about that we love that yeah, yeah. but but I, I was doing that right mm-hmm. and there were people who were like this is nonsense you know what i mean because um and again it's because i they, they felt i kind of skipped skipped some steps, steps. right mm-hmm. so you don't have to your generation doesn't have that built in like the thing is you can there are two ways to rise within the progression right it's Mm -hmm. because it's either because in my case i'd like to think it was because i was good so that's why i was kind of skipping steps you know Mm -hmm. um but then there's also like you can be mediocre okay and because it's your turn you're gonna be Mm. the the giant beat writer or the or the you know well we ain't trying to be mediocre here but now (laughs) like the way it works for you guys it's kind of um you don't have that built-in progression, but there are there are points where, and it's still challenging. It's still it's incredibly challenging, especially because the pay has gotten has come down a lot. Yeah, which is crazy because everything else goes up all the time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we have inflation, but we have deflation with journalism. Yes, it's it's awful. But but the one thing is like if you let's say you break, if you can, there are more avenues now. Even though it's tricky because people are gonna steal your stuff, you know, and or you know what I mean, you're gonna break news and somebody, I, you know. Oh, I that's, know. A, that's already I happened. People not but, giving you credit. That's already but, happened to me. But, <laughs> but but you do have there are there are more potential at, because you can put content out by yourself, mm-hmm. right? There are there are more potential avenues for you, and it's hard still. So I'm not deflating that at all. But, the, right. but you can, if you break like if you break like Jason Kidd got fired, you know, and you break Jason K got fired and the Nets hired this person and the Nets are if you're on top of that for like six months, like somebody at like ESPN or something is gonna see, you know? And so like like you have to hustle more and there's a lot less reward in the initial, but there's potential like there's like you can you can make a name for yourself without needing one of these brands now because you have these avenues right and the progression in those avenues sort of led us starting this you know what i mean like it sort of brought us here 
doing the podcast, now we're in our 63rd episode because it's another avenue. Yeah. So that's really what it is, is just trying to get those other avenues. Yeah, I think think Ebenezer brilliantly pointed out what is the difference in journalism uh, 10, 12 years ago to now and why, although it's hard, there still are good opportunities for people to do things. You don't need the, uh, you don't need the umbrella of a company. You don't. And you, and you know I do everything. Literally, yeah. like, I was at an NBA game yesterday. Tonight I'll be at a fight yep. for boxing. Which is good. Tomorrow, and I encourage him to do that. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I do literally pretty much everything. You have to well, be. Look at, I've even done look rugby. At, like, yeah. <laughs> like, look at, um, and not to go too far, not to veer too far, I guess. No, off, but, but look at Sean King. You know, Sean King is a guy mm-hmm. who, um, he... He went for, like he was kind of doing his own. I don't. I don't want to you know minimize it, but doing like his own thing as opposed to like under the umbrella of somebody. And the Daily News saw that. You know, this was what going back like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Right. The Daily News saw that. Okay. Saw like its value. Okay. And gave the man like a like a high profile like column position. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's what I mean. You can like build your own thing, and it's harder. You. The cool thing is you're building like. When, when me and Dexter are coming up, like, Dexter was building the Post brand when he was doing videos, mm-hmm. okay? I was building kind of my brand, but more, the, especially because I was a team guy, too. I was building the Daily News brand, yeah. you know? You're building Brian Fonseca's brand through and through, you know? And wherever you go, like, if you land at ESPN or Sports Illustrated or the New York Times, right, um, they're bringing on Brian Fonseca's brand and you're continuing to build your brand, and they're just legitimizing it and paying you more money. You know, there you go. Yeah, and that, that's that makes sense. And that's what you want. You see, even I feel like even in the places you get, we kind of get to where uh, Eb is right now. You still are always building your brand. At least I still look at it like that way. Whether he's at Men's Health and me at AccuWeather, yeah. I'm still always looking for ways that you can still build your brand. Yeah, and so, you also have your own company independently, yeah. and still try and still do that. Try yeah. to build my brand so we can have stuff like this. Yeah. Um, so you had the Daily News. You talked about the experience that you had, and then you told me when you were doing those social issue columns, and I remember you doing that. And we yeah. talk about a lot of the topics yeah. you were doing. Um, and I'll say this because I felt, and I think I told you this personally. I thought it was important that they had somebody who was a minority. Yeah. Um, they're doing it, um, and I thought that was great. And then you transitioned to you transitioned to Men's Health. Now you got out of Daily News before. <laughs> All like, the layoffs came, and we've yeah. had a couple. Of, we had, we've had Christy Ackert up here. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, we had Kevin Armstrong talk about it too. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian, yeah. So well, that, Ian was that, out. Ian was that out. Was way right out. That was he was yeah. out way before. Well, no, but we had him up here because he, <clears throat> yeah. you know, he was there also. Uh, I think because there were were there two separate rounds of daily news layoffs, maybe more. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because no, yeah. we had him after one, but before the big one last oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. What, but right. You got out. You decided to go to Men's Health, which is it's interesting because both of us have done two things. We went to yeah. two things that were very not. I don't want to say different because it's funny because both of us have worked in fitness too, yeah. Um, which is also an interesting parallel. But we went for things that were completely different from the sports journalism we were doing. Now you have Men's Health, and I went to AccuWeather. What made you do that transition to Men's Health? Because it seemed like a per- when you told me, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, that's you. And then, like, and this then, is great. And then, I was like, this is you. And then after that, and what what's it like seeing him at AccuWeather now? Of all places? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know that part of it. That's uh, no, I, actually, I'm gonna start asking. Nobody, nobody's, that. nobody's <laughs> said anything about this. I'm actually intrigued. Really. I actually, uh, I'll actually do the AccuWeather because so, so 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 I don't I, I don't watch much TV anymore. But but so I see your stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Now. And I'm always seeing him like, like it's like windy and crazy and stuff like that. <laughs> and the and drones, like, yeah. you see the drone shots, yeah. yo. Yeah. 
I, but every time I see him, I'm like, he's doing. Um, first of all, I'm proud because I I, I knew him. Like I knew he always wanted to do TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and News Twelve is cool, but obviously, like AccuWeather is like is bigger. It's you a bigger know? platform. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool because he's doing. Um, I, I've kind of like I feel like I've personally um, I'm doing cool stuff, but he's doing like real freaking journalism. You yeah. know, yeah. when you the one thing when you go to a game, when you go to, when you cover a sports game, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, you have like okay, okay. Uh, can I get real? Okay, can, uh, this can is this real? is the a hard to okay. tell podcast. You word, gotta get okay. real. Okay. Word, word. <laughs> yeah. okay, so 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 for real. Okay, um, like a Nick game. Okay, is like two hours of like standing around. Okay. And then you go sit in a nice little press, you know, nice little press box. You watch a game. They feed you good food, even though it's completely unhealthy. That's another story for later. <laughs> um, we can get to that. Well, and yeah, then we you, have to. Yeah. <laughs> and you have like, you have like, and and then you go down to the locker room for a half hour, and you kind of work hard, you know, because you got to get good stuff in the pack and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you go up and you transcribe real quick, and you, it's midnight, and so you have to work hard. Okay, and so you work hard for fifty minutes. Like, you work really freaking hard for 50 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a lot of mouse wheels turning in the head and stuff like that, okay? Yeah. He, this man works hard. Like, he's got I, – I can. I just imagine, like, you know, he's running to flights and stuff like that. He's um, <laughs> This is know, true, he, though. He gets, he gets off in, like, you know, a typhoon or something like that. You know, I see him <laughs> – I see him like like he is doing like what he's doing is um is hard work you know um but it's hard work for like not like like fifty minutes like a game where the, the players are in front of you you go get them but he has to go pound the pavement journalism um to find like you know to find people who will talk to him to give him good quotes like he's doing like the nuts and bolts of what you go to J school for yeah so that's like awesome you know yeah um and the 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 end product is like five minutes on the air or 30 seconds on the air sometimes whatever 90 it is. seconds sometimes exactly that. Yep. like yeah. small but the work that goes into it knowing the work that goes into it, i mean he is like the hard, that is hard work and so that's like Props. I, res- I respect. And, I respect and weather, that. And weather yeah. and, and is sometimes more important. Inclement. <laughs> well, I don't want. To, I don't want to say that because I love. Still love sports, and I will never say that. I, I think <clears throat> any storytelling that people do is extremely important, right? Right. Like, but I think you know what I mean. In terms yeah, of, yeah, to, yeah. To be clear, well, I'm not disparaging what. No, what I know what you're. Yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. weather probably impacts lives more, right? Like, right. And, yeah, and yeah. to some degree, hurricanes. That is. Right, which you've done already. Right, even and it does. You know, I know at AccuWeather they like to kind of promote the fact that they're saving lives with hurricanes. But information does help save lives. There's no doubt about yeah. that. The one thing I've needed to said that I think people don't recognize and that he brought up is that when I do this stuff and a lot of it is shooting and editing you my own stuff, I'm out. Yeah, I actually do run for planes. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> right. I ran through Atlanta's yeah. airport with like my gear on my back. Which I still don't know how I did it. So I, I was kind of happy because I'm like, oh, I'm still in like pretty good shape. That and, no showed me that. and no one stopped you. Nah, I was moving, man. Okay. And this is a, this is somebody who tore his Achilles six years ago. I'm still like, <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, but you're doing that work, and you're turning this around, or you get in these places, and sometimes it's, it's go time, and you're going for 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. sometimes 16 hours. Um, and it's it's tough, but you're pumping out content and making it work. They're long days, but it, it, I like it. And I've got some stuff that we're trying to work on and bringing sports and other things in with weather, yeah. which should be coming soon. We'll be able to talk more about that. But, yeah. that Can't wait. I agree with that. But – I also have respect for what you're doing in men's health um, on, on the same side. Yeah. Maybe because we both, um, while doing sports journalism, had a, pa- had a passion yeah. for bodybuilding. We all talked about that, too. Um, so when you got it, you told me you were going there. I was like, yo, this is dope. This is a well, good fit for you. And it seems like, how long have you been in now? Two, two or three uh, years? About, a little over two now. A little over yeah. two years. Yeah. 
and you're doing good stuff. And you're doing video content too, which which is they do a fantastic job there. They do a great yeah. job with the video stuff there. Mm. Um, you you I know you like it. Um, what was it like making that transition? Because well, so, it was a transition. Yeah, the, the transition. Like again, you go back to that superhero thing. So I, half of the superheroes is is um is the crazy athlete stuff, and then the other half is the superhero body, super right? muscles, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, exactly. So that so it was kind of like um again like so you see kind of where uh there were a couple things going on. I love the daily news, and like I still kind of consider that like my my family, quote unquote. Okay. Um, but um. But you kind of like you need. I think in this business, um, you need to think ahead and evolve, or else the layoffs come and you're gone. So you, you know? sort of saw it coming. Um, yeah, and just saw like I also saw like um, like where I was. I had kind of where I was. I, there was only so much like upward, you know, mobility that you could have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the other thing is again, you look at these sports journalists, and I remember um can't remember the guy's name but i was in la at one point and i was talking to this guy who covered the orlando magic right and he was he was young and he had covered the orlando magic and he had stepped away and i remember i was like probably like 26 at the time and, and he he had gotten like an editing job at espn and i was like dude why do you leave covering the orlando magic that had to be awesome right and why would you want to like be editing and he's like because at some point um do you really want to be like 65 and listening to some player talk about you know like 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 Coming not getting short. a catch yeah you know he's like and mm. and i remember like having this image of like you know i don't want to really be 60 and like balding and i don't want to do what i'm doing <laughs> when i'm what i'm doing when i'm 30 you know isn't like i want to keep advancing right and right. so the next step was going to be you know you see you see the newspaper situation i see that you know i've covered super bowls i've covered sports and stuff like that and i will always love it and i do love it um, but like what's next so I need to think about what's next there was this opportunity at men's health um, again I've always loved fitness to me it's like the other half of like the superhero thing and so it was like you know what I'm training anyway I love doing that um, it was actually a fitness editor spot not fitness director but it was like let me kind of like jump into that world um, and see what I can do you know when I, when I got the job um, it's crazy the interview for that job by the way um, it was like an interview, but it was also the first time I met the EIC who eventually hired me. Um, he was like, come to a CrossFit workout, you know? And I was instantly like right there. I was like... In the interview? Well, no, the the, the initial, I met him. It was like kind of the, the pre-interview. Or yeah. Whatever. It was, um, I met him. He was like, um, meet me at a CrossFit workout. So we did a That's CrossFit dope. workout and then we went to, and we went around the corner and had eggs. And I was like, this is, this is so much more, Your this world? is so much more natural to me right. than, <laughs> yeah. you know. The other thing too is like, like for me, it was all, like when I went into the locker room to the, to the Giants, right? Um, obviously I'm looking for good stories. That's my job. But to me, it's like, I had a lot, of, I would have like, I had so much fun like talking to these guys. Like I wanted to train with these, like, Sports journalists go in, and if, if that's what, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they're looking for like a story from those guys, you know, and they want to talk about the X's and O's, right? I wanted to talk about um, Justin Tuck. What's your chest workout? You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so it, I was always a little bit different from those guys. I'm very big on, especially the more I've got, the the older I've gotten, like embrace your differences. And so it was all, it was more natural. For, it was always more natural for me to talk to them about fitness. Then talk to them about you know, and then have them spit out some answer about you know why you didn't catch 
that right. passed last week. I found mm-hmm. myself doing the same thing. You yeah. found you found something comedy you could relate to those relate to those guys on. Yeah, and, and you'd be able to talk to them about it, which yeah. I always find interesting that more journalists, at least from my perception yeah. and our time covering it, didn't do. Yeah, because I found it's funny you mentioned Justin Tuck. Yeah. I remember myself and Ohm. Whenever yeah. we would go in, we talked to Justin about hip hop all the time. Or yeah. Chris Candy was like a big R and B guy. Something with music. Or I talked to um, Brandon Jacobs. Love boxing. Yeah. So we'd always there's something you would find with the athletes to connect with. And then you might get something else out of them. You still had to do yeah. your job, obviously. But that's how you connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I think some of it again, it's it's tricky because you don't. Um, I feel like some of it is like just how you relate to you know. And it's also like I think like sometimes if you go in if you're going into that locker room every day, like there were days where like I you just want to stick your tape recorder in, get something, and get out because mm-hmm. you because this job is a grind. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Um. So I think some people don't do it because it's like. You know, again, again, you can be mediocre, or you used to be able to be mediocre in this business and climb the ladder anyway because it was just mm-hmm. a chain of stuff. Um, now you still could because of social media. That which one? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> because yeah. you can make the appearance that you're not as right. Mediocre We've talked about yeah. that. You actually like, you could just make it appear like you're working super, super, super hard and yeah, doing X and whatever. But, but I think but, I think now you need like you need something to, to get noticed because because there is so much saturation. Oh, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, somebody's going to gonna find you out if you suck. Yeah. Like, it'll and, take time. You might get to a point, but still. Well, but you also, like, the people who are successful are the ones, like, but there, there are so, like, like, in sports, there's, like, analysis, there's, like, breaking news, there's, mm-hmm. like, you know, and you have to, like, awesome, to get noticed now, you have to awesomely excel, because ESPN wants the guy who can, like, you know, awesomely excel at, like, analysis, you know, or awesomely excel at breaking news, or awesomely excel at writing, like, like a, a beautiful story, and, like, you have to show one of those capacities. Um, if you don't show any of those capacities, I think you just continue being beat writer X at paper Y. The Sports Walk is back. Watch season two of Backpack Broadcasting's original web series that brings you the opinions of real sports fans. The entire first season and current season are available now on the Sportswalk YouTube channel and Facebook page. Check out the 2017 NYC WebFest official selection and see what other sports fans have to say on the hottest issues in sports today. It's easy. Just take the Sportswalk. Where do you, where do, in, in terms of journalism for fitness, where do you see fitness journalism um, in terms of like it's it's well, viewership and also readership yeah. and consumption. Where do you see it going? Because it seems like mm-hmm. men's health has done a lot. I'm pushing with, like, video now, and you're doing, like, mm-hmm. stuff with it. So, like, where do you see fitness journalism going? Fitness journalism is, uh, is tricky because, uh, because, and, and this is this was the part that I had to adjust to the most when I got over there because I'm used, I come from finding stories, writing stories, um, finding great stories, finding great stories, you know? Um, fitness journalism is more about, um, I mean, you want to find that, but what people want, to know people don't necessarily want to read like my brilliant 1500 word opus on like this amazing gym out in austin you know (laughs) what what they want from like especially because now stories are shorter and stuff like that what people want from me and what is they want to know how do i get fit skinny yeah they want to see your workouts yeah Yeah. and, and they want and they want that so the adjustment i had i've had to make is being like trading more um storytelling sometimes for instruction you know and really good instruction and for um crafting the cool thing 
Um, so now I'm also like I'm CSCS, which is Certified Strength and Conditioning Coach. coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's like, so um, I mean I could always design programs, but now I can design programs with um, a strong certification behind me. You know, but so a lot of what we do, what we do now, and a lot of where the industry is going is finding because again, it's not hard to. And this, I mean, this is like another conversation, but it rankles me a lot. So I'll kind of go there a little yeah. bit. There are a lot, like 95% of the trainers, like you go into a gym and some trainer walks up to you and he's like, you know, and they just want to make you sweat. You know what I, I mean? I think I know where this and is going. It's not, it's oh, not I hard. I do this, so I know where this is going It's too. not yeah. hard to make somebody sweat. You right. Know? It's right. not hard to make them throw up. Here, D- Dexter, do like 100 burpees right now. We're all going to watch. You're going to throw up. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I will. <laughs> but, you know, like that's it. Um, and what, 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 um, what we're trying to do and what fitness journalism is trying to do is come up with deliver interesting workouts because, again, like, it's not 100 push-ups. You know, go run, temp- I go run seven miles. I'm dead after it. I feel like throwing up. Um, and you know, I got a good workout. Okay. I probably lost a couple pounds. Right. Mm. Um, but it's also boring. Okay. And it was cold out, but, um, <laughs> right. but he's like, I'm never doing that yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> but the, so the objective now, the goal is to, um, to create, and this is what people want. I believe you, um, they want smart fitness. Okay. Safe fitness and fun fitness, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah, again, like, like the body can move a finite amount of ways. You want to work your chest. Essentially, you're going to do some variation of a push-up. You know, you want to work mm-hmm. your legs, you're going to do some variation of a squat or a deadlift, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the body can move in a finite amount of ways, but we can program things. And smart. What, what we're tasked with doing right now is finding smart trainers, you know, or, you know, just myself putting together smart programs that make that, that very basic thing here, do 100 squats for your legs, a lot more interesting, a lot more fun, a lot more challenging, and a lot more accessible because increasingly – um people aren't ready to do 100 squats because we sit all day and so our bodies aren't again you look at like the guys who are covering the giants again no disrespect to them i love them all but most of them probably couldn't really do 100 squats Mm -hmm. right i'm not sure most of them can do 10 right right (laughs) there's no shade to anybody here too do do you have good at home workouts and the reason i Um, ask this is because you know, a lot of people are busy. They probably mm-hmm. can't get to a gym. Like, for me, I struggle sometimes having to get to a gym, so I just do what I got to do at home, and I just mm-hmm. keep it really simple. But do you have, like, good, maybe even elaborate at-home workouts at Men's Health that you well, guys, like, have? Well, what's interesting, because, again, um, again, like, and we've done, like, you know, a lot of fitness, and that that's, a, that's another adjustment to me. Because so I come from a very, um, like, background, like, I will work hard. Like, I will eat perfect, um, go into the gym, and... My, I'll spend two hours, however long I need. I'll do my soft tissue work. I'll do my speed work. I'll do my lift. And like I, when I work out, I'm not playing, you know. Right. But um, and so I, when I got to men's health, my assumption was, okay, I'm gonna build programs like that. Okay. But you can't do that because, like you said, like like you work, you know, and you go, you know, you have to cover a game. The last thing you want to do, or and I'm not going like from a from a, from a reader, you know, you, you have to make, just like you guys have to make your your, your sports stories interesting, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, nobody cares about the Nets. Sorry. Right. But, you I know, mean, well, you, you, so you have they to. They care more, a little bit more this year, but, you yeah. know. But so you have to find something, you know what I mean, that makes it interesting. So I have to do right. the same thing. And I can't program, if I give somebody, like, somebody who goes on the web and looks at, like, my two-hour program for, like, a jack chest, okay, is going to be like, yeah, but I'm not spending two hours in the gym. <laughs> so what we found or what I what I had to adjust to is, like, a lot more home workouts because those are more accessible and they're more friendly, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of home workouts, um, and we do a lot of kind of, like, more ba- – like, I basically had to take what I do 
and be willing to dial it down, you know? Um, and so I've had to learn a lot about that. But we actually um, actually just um, put together a program, like a video program um, on like DVD and stuff like that. That's all, it's like a bench, just dumbbells, and you know it's a good workout but it, again it's something that like in theory people can do at home with minimal equipment you know half hour a day five days a week i saw mm. I, i'm glad you brought that up because i saw that and i told you it would come in a couple yeah. weeks ago i'm on instagram i'm scrolling through it. i'm like ebenezer's got a dv a workout <laughs> dvd i was yeah. like i was happy i was thrilled yeah. I, t- I told you I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it um I might too. How did that how did that come about and was that yeah. different from you because a lot of stuff you had done was writing yeah, and yeah. this is video where you're actually really giving direction to people right so how how was that a challenge for you did you enjoy the process like how um, and is it doing well it, it was um I'm not, I don't think I'm allowed to tell that one part um <laughs> that's fine <laughs> yeah um I don't know if I'm allowed to say that so that one I'm going to I'm going to you know we'll but, say um, yes we'll say yeah. yes um, I, I I do think uh, from from the from the level of in, from what I I don't think I can give out numbers but it does seem like it's doing pretty but well but it's garnered okay. some interest yeah no exactly it's, right. it's definitely garnered um a lot more I was afraid like I mean <laughs> I could see I how scared. you could no what I'm going to yeah. say is I could see how you putting that out You'd be yeah. nervous about it, almost I mean, like somebody putting yeah, out yeah, their yeah, first yeah. album. Yeah, exactly. right, right, that, right. You know exactly, what I'm that's vulnerable. exactly what it felt like. And I wanted, and I thought that's what I thought about when I saw it. Like I was happy for you, but when yeah. I saw it, I'm like, that has to be vulnerable because we've talked about workout and diets and stuff yeah. like this. But and you wrote about it, but it's really different when yeah. your face is to it, exactly, and you're putting that out. Well, and like how just I'm well, really intrigued as how that was for you once well, it's like and, we're working on this and now this is coming well, out well and, and not right. for nothing also your torso is out there shirtless right. that's <laughs> a little that's a little um, that's a little nerve wracking <laughs> um <laughs> Um, so, so the cool you thing would think that you'd be the most confident man in this room too. Uh, oh yeah, I mean you can't. But but, but it's, it's different from being in the gym and then knowing that everybody can yeah. see it, right? I mean, like, I can but, see the yeah. difference. But you know what? Some people might take that another way and be like, "Yo, I can't wait to put this out there." <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's a it's a yeah. it's a it's like both at the same time. Right. It's like you can't wait, you know, and then you're like. And you're like them trolls. I don't know about that. Um, oh, I'll say yeah. well, social media is a dangerous place. So, yes. so, so. I'll, say, I'll say this: the the cool, the, well, one of the things. So that that whole project materializing is like, I think I was in, um, I was like about a year and a half in when when we started. Uh, well, when we started working on that. Um, but a couple things, like the cool thing about men's health, and again, we were talking about brand. Um, brand brian versus like brand daily news mm. is like i i can i gradually have converted from um looking at things as like brand daily news or brand men's health to it's equal it's as much about you know brand ebb um, yeah. mm-hmm. and so kind of like uh when i got to men's health you know you kind of read the terrain right and um the ter- it was it, I, you could see like i could see like in that there was a lot of opportunity for like me to um kind of build my own brand within fitness when i got there um you know with instagram and with the way they do video and stuff like that like obviously like i came from newspaper and we did a little bit of video here and there i did a little bit of tv very like minimal you know and print was always your first priority but because of where the industry has gone media wise and suddenly being with this larger this larger like national brand that had like that has like more like kind of like a 360 approach to content um it became not just about like i literally thought when i got the job that i was going to edit fitness you know Mm -hmm. and and, but it's all it was also like the 
and I was kind of hoping that I get to do a couple other little things, but it's kind of, it had, it's evolved, you know, into again, 360 approach to content. And so I had, by the time I did that video, um, by the time I did that video, um, I had been designing programs and putting them out there on Instagram and voicing over, I voice over a lot of my workouts on Instagram. Oh. Um, and yes. I had done, um, like I, we had filmed, um, we would film like shorter workouts or whatever that were for Instagram or for the site. Like, so I'd done, a, I'd done video work by then. So it was kind of like, it was cool. And it was like a career accomplishment a little bit because mm -hmm. it's kind of like, so I, you remember, you know, Steve Overmeyer. Yeah. I know Steve, yeah I know like Steve. Steve Overmeyer taught me like everything I knew about like, like he would have me on like, um, WLNY oh, yep. sports update to talk about stuff. Um, and he was like, you know, just pretend there's nobody in the room, like just basic stuff, right. you know, right. pretend there's nobody in the room. You're just talking. And so that got me like, so by the time, like, um, you know, the filming process for the, the DVD, was kind of whirlwind, you know, and then um, you have to put together a program, which is hard because you have to put together you have to put it together within these constraints. It's like a half hour a day, five days a week, because we mm -hmm. can sell that, you know, um, all dumbbells. Which again, like my stuff is a lot more more varied yep. than that. Okay. Um, all dumbbells and a bench, because again, we can sell that, you know, bring it down from you know I'm trying to I can bench two twenty five pounds to the person who might not be able to do a push up because that's who is really consuming this, you know. Um, so I had to obviously program all that pretty quickly, um, get that together, rehearse, um, in between doing, again, it's like, it's the same hustle that you have to put in, it, the same hustle that Dexter has to put in, yeah. in like a very different form, mm -hmm. you know, um, and kind of do all, rehearse in between like editing for the magazine and kind of working on the, on the website and putting out regular other content, um, and so, to, to, and then it comes together in the space of like four or five days. You you film the whole thing, and then it's done. Um, mm. And so, it's kind. And then when the product comes, it's kind of cool. Um, I still haven't watched it though because I'm like afraid to see it. It's weird. You know, it's always weird. Yeah. It's when you work on a long project, it's very weird yeah. watching this stuff. I mean, do you yeah. do you want to listen to your first album back? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, I feel like you. I feel like like it's weird. It's yeah. like do you, do you? I mean, other than editing, do you go back and listen to old podcast episodes? You probably don't. No, I have not. Because I don't. Yeah. I I'm, I'm also very much of a person that once I've done something, once if, I leave the room, if, I leave that yeah. room. If I have the control over it, like when I edit or yeah. do something personally, once I've really accepted that it's done, it's done, and I'm right. really, I'm really finished with it. It's done. It's out. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. I don't think about it. I only may well, look. I may look back at a piece of something if like. Me too. There's something that I'm like. I'm getting inspiration for something else, and I'm like, ah, maybe next time I want to yeah. push this this way. So I may look back at, like, let's say in your thing, in terms of your video, what's the name of your video? Because we want people to know. What's the name of it? Can we say the name of it? Yes. What's the name? Uh, the New Rules of Muscle. The New Rules of oh, Muscle. Okay. So if everybody, if, hey, if you're looking for some good workouts, you want to do some workout I'm at definitely home, gonna look you got a that. bench and some dumbbells, you want some yeah. new rules of workouts. I need some new equipment. I'm sure if you were looking at a specific technique, maybe you showed somebody in this video or something to do, yeah. you might say, Oh, maybe the way I delivered it, exactly. I might want to go yeah. back and, and tweak that. But I never look back at it to look back at the whole piece of art and just immerse myself in it. It may be just one thing or two, you know, out of it. And even stuff like this stuff well, Brian and I've done, and I've looked back and been like, oh, okay, maybe next time we could get yeah. this better. But I, do I don't. That with old well, the other thing, I just let it go. The other, the other thing is, I feel like we're all kind of in the great race for producing content, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you have to produce so much content, you don't 
always get to. I mean, you know, I don't. You, you don't, don't have always, the time to always yeah, do that. Exactly. That's true. You know, That's true. Yeah. It's you, like, li- you literally don't have that time. It's like watching five 30 minute videos is two and a half hours of my life, you know, right. which, which <laughs> I already out. live. <laughs> well, yeah, which I already live, you know. So it's yeah. kind of like, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's kind of like more on to the next project. Although every so often I look at the box and it's like, you know, it's like when you look at the box, it's like, I freaking did that. That's pretty freaking cool. cool. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it, you put yourself. Apologize you, you, for the language. No, yeah. that's fine. It, you you put yourself. Cursed. You put yourself out there. You know, yeah. and, and and that's kind of the thing. Well, we have to ask you because we all work the sports journal. Okay? <laughs> yes. You and I have spoken about this off before. I do it a lot now. Traveling. Yeah. It's hard to eat well. Yeah. And then when we worked in sports journalism contra- in context, we're going to games, like you said. Bruh. You're getting food that's most most times not even remotely good yeah, and healthy yeah, yeah. for you. You want me to tell you what Barclays Center had a couple times How recently? Do you, well, yeah. Tell him what he, tell him what he had. The, 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 the Nashville, they call it Nashville hot fried chicken. Oh, no, with I, I remember. I remember the mac and cheese. Southern mac Center. and cheese. I remember the mac and cheese in Barclays Center. Um, cause I always looked at it and it always looked really good in like that Southern way. Um, <laughs> Did you I, eat it? No. See, no. cause he's disciplined. He's I like, stay no. away from that <laughs> too. You <laughs> could ask Gerard. Yeah. But I always looked at it and I was like, I was like, if I was going to, if it was a cheat day, I would do it. <laughs> cause it looked good. Is it as good? Is it as good as it looks? I just want to know. Just, uh, I don't, I don't know. You didn't, okay. you didn't have it. That's tepid. No, the, the chicken was pretty good once. I did try the chicken before. How often do you, how often do you have cheat days? How often do I, I, I do, um, I do a a uh, full cheat day today. Uh, today Saturday, so I'll do like a full cheat day once a week. What's a full? Um, what are you eating on a full cheat day? Um, on, a, on, a, on a full cheat day, um, I respect. So I don't eat like normal humans. Okay, I think breakfast, lunch, and dinner are nonsense. Um, wait, you, are you? You're wait. six. You're a six meal a day person. Small portions, small meals. Yeah, exactly. That's how you're really supposed to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, but in terms but of bodybuilding, you, that's how you're supposed to eat. In terms of bodybuilding, yeah. 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 Some of us don't have the time so, to eat six meals. Well, so that's, so no disrespect, but that's what yeah. normal humans do, the three meals a day, and that's really yeah. how you're supposed to eat. But, that's a whole other thing. But right. I, So I do the six meal a day. So I respect on cheat days. I respect my intervals. I respect the fa- – and so all those meals every day um, have, like, obviously a high quantity of protein, right? Yeah. Carbs are, are fluctuate based on the workouts and what else is going on. And there's also, like, like water, like a lot of water, Okay. Mm. Um, and then there's a lot of greens. So that's like my normal, I mean, that's a really, really rough sketch in my normal diet. There's a lot more like nuance to it, but on cheat days, I strip away the nuance. Okay. I mean, I respect the fact that I have six, I have to eat every two and a half hours. I respect the fact that I'm going to have protein. Okay. Every meal. And I respect the liquid intake, but if I want something else, so like a normal meal for me might be like on a normal day, like my meal five, maybe like six ounces of salmon. Mm. And like a cup of asparagus, on a cheat day, I may have like the six ounces of salmon, and like a piece of cheesecake. You know, um, okay. And so I let that happen in all the meals. So then some of the meal, like my, f- I have a six ounce of chicken and usually like a sweet potato meal on most days. That six ounces of chicken and sweet potato may become like a protein shake and you know five Oreos. And this know? is mostly meal prep. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I prep a lot less. Then I, I like my wife is really good about like actually knowing how to cook because I don't. Um, so I get I don't meal prep per se, but I have like I have all the meals made and then I just weigh it out when I have to eat. And it. I've seen I've yeah. seen Ebenezer at uh, Giants. That's where I saw him a lot at one point at Giants. He would have his he had his stuff weighed out. He's got his meat. He's got his veggies and his Tupperware. And he would heat it up and he would not go eat the rest of the crap that most other people were bringing into the media room. Um, so They're probably grilling the hell out of you. Very, no, no. I just I no always, the media people. 
Like uh, everyone I mean, else. In the honestly, world. man, people were just so much munching on other stuff. I don't think they paid in, in every yeah, reason. That, it's like you noticed it, but yeah. like you remember when they used to bring a pizza at the Giants every was it oh, Wednesday, yeah, it was Thursday? Thursday? They bring in a Papa John's, yeah. and everybody just oh, and sometimes Papa John's and, pizza. And I felt bad because one time I'd be hungry and Ebony just walked by looking at me like. <laughs> like Dex, you know better. <laughs> you know better. It was all fun. We're just joking. But yeah. yeah, but yeah. how? But what would you recommend for people like us that when we did it on? Because you did it at yeah. a high level, and you were still getting into workouts. Yeah. How are you able to balance it, like with with eating healthy on the road and avoiding the media food traps that are there? Mm. Um, it, it, It's hard. It's hard because some places, some place, the media food traps are tough because some places are better. Like, you've been to Philly, right? I'm yeah, pretty sure, I have. I'm pretty sure, like, what, Lincoln Financial? Mm-hmm. I don't think anything there is healthy, you know? I, I don't, it's been a while. Oh, so. no, I actually have not been to Lincoln Financial yet. I haven't okay. been in there for a game. No, yeah. I have not. It was bad. Like, I remember it would be, like, it would be, like, straight bad. It would be, like, hot dogs and. But I will oh, be, th- I will be there next month. Uh, uh, doing something uh, with the NHL Winter Classic Games, which is going to be a Lincoln Financial. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. I'll talk to you a little more yeah. about that. I'll do something with that, so I will be there. So you got to tell me how to avoid the food traps. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, food trap, the food traps in like, like the food traps in media um, or in, in the media centers are hard because they, they, they only give you what they give you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think in general, most people, like you kind of know – what's good for you and what's not. You know what I mean? It's just a question of being able to say no to, like, like medium meals are usually, like, it, it, you know, they'll, they'll serve, like, some chicken. It'll probably be fried, right? Yeah. Um, but then, um, so you know, like, that's not great for you, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll serve right. you, like, you know, some kind of dessert, you know, mm-hmm. and you'll know that's not great for you, right? <laughs> I stay away from um, desserts. The they cocaine al- brownies are good, though. <laughs> the, one thing, the one thing they always have is, um, is bottled water, so that's, that's good, true. you know? Yeah. What I, what, I would gen- what I would generally tell people to do is try to bring, like, like one, especially when you're on the road, right? Try to bring, like, one, it, you know, like, one kind of, like, shake or whatever. It doesn't have to be, like, a protein shake, you know? Mm. But, like, a shake or, like, one of those Kellogg shakes or just something that you know is like is like relatively healthy you know mm-hmm. um and kind of consume that um first because you're going to be at the game for like four or five six hours yep. right? yeah. consume that first because and because then that'll fill you up a little bit and then you'll have less of the other stuff you know then the other thing is portion control too yep. mm-hmm. um and timing like like kind of pick Try to preset the times that you're gonna eat. It takes discipline, period, right? But try to pre because at meal at media games they're gonna give you a meal like football games. I can speak to. They're gonna give you a meal before the game. They're gonna give you something at halftime. They're gonna give you something after the game, yep. right? But that's really like, I mean, you've been there for four hours. Do you really need three meals in the day? Most people have three meals on a regular day, mm-hmm. right? So it's like try to like say I'll eat when I get there. And I'll eat when I leave, or I'll eat at halftime. Pick one time to eat, you know, and don't and just because the other parts are the food traps, and they're also like when you look at it in the grand scheme of your day, they're not really logical, you know. So, um, so so pick like one meal and have one meal there. That's good advice. Yeah, that's that's the, that's really good. The advice. best stuff Barclays Center's hat. The best stuff Barclays Center has is a smoked brisket. You should try mm. that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm trying. I'm, I'm I'm trying to get better on the road, and you bring something good even for myself, like bringing more shakes for myself on the road, yeah. and staying disciplined. Because even like I said, I sometimes I'm working twelve, fourteen hour days. Sometimes I, I'm not eating as consistently as I should be. Same. Um, yeah. So where I'd like to get back to my eating six times a day, smaller portions, better portion control, 
and and doing that because I know it's just better for me and and finding the time to work out is hard, but it, I I know it can be done. You just have to have discipline with it. You actually yeah, and it, it, I feel like airports have gotten more. Uh, so when I would go to when I, we would do airports for, I mean, like I feel like airports have gotten more friendly in recent years in terms of. I having agree with that. I noticed more healthy, healthy options. options. Yeah, I agree with that. There are there are like there's still yeah. a lot of it is mostly your general fast food, but I found that or I can get stuff yeah. or I can get a salad if I need to or yeah. you yeah. know I can get something with to get my protein and my greens at the same time. Yeah, and I'll be I'll be fine with that. We. No, you got to run. Um, yeah. Real quick, I wanted to touch on some stuff with you because you're a big tech guy, video game guy too. Yeah. I know. Um, let me start with your superhero stuff first. How have you been feeling about all the I'm, – I'm, you're a Marvel guy, right? I'm a huge Marvel you're guy. You're a Marvel guy yeah. like I am too. How have you felt with all, all the movies that have come out recently? I am not – people are going to flame you for this. I am not caught up on my Marvel stuff. Yeah. I still have a couple things to watch. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy 2. I know. I knew you were going to flame yeah. me. And I have not seen Infinity Wars, obviously. So I'm going to get flamed for all of this. The last thing I saw was... Yeah. The last thing the last thing I watched was Black Panther, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. My mistake, and that's the last thing mm. I watched, which I, I really enjoyed. That was good. Um, yeah. You like where everything's been going in, in the MCU and Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, I like I like the stuff they've been doing in... Um, in the MCU on the big screen, yeah. Uh, on the small one, like with uh, with the Netflix stuff, I kind of think that's played out a little bit. Um, it's and a lot of them got canceled. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, I think a lot of that stuff. I think I think um, I think we're gonna hit a crossroads pretty soon because I think like there's so there's almost too much content right now. I agree. And um, it's it's almost like like some of the, like I think Agents of Shield is you know gone. Inhumans didn't work. You you um, were into Agents of Shield at one time though, right? I was ma- I was I was really into it, but that was because because the they tried to make it too big because every everything content wise, they try to make too much of it right mm-hmm. now, and it's it's got it got a, it's getting a little bit unwieldy, um, and I do wonder if there's like a level of su- of superhero fatigue coming. So that's interesting. Yeah. I'd be interested to see that. Uh, you also are big, huge tech guy. I always yeah. talk to this guy about he. You did a lot of review stuff on the tech side. Yeah. Um, Here's my thing with tech right now, and we've talked about this too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like in tech we might be doing too much, right? Yeah. Like there's just yeah, yeah, yeah. there's just too much that's going on. Like the other day I read an article in the Washington Post about there are these robots that they're p- going to place in supermarkets to like basically they will like move around the supermarket. They'll no. take capture yeah. an image no. and they'll see <laughs> where they can then tell somebody to hey we need to clean up on aisle seven or whatever oh, i'm like they're gonna turn on us and it's a little us. bit much well, now i mean like sometimes i'm scared of the future yeah because they're gonna turn on us and freaking i mean this us. is this is how ter- this is how terminator happens i'm telling you <laughs> yeah no, no, no I, I elon would musk said but, the same thing on joe rogan's podcast that's when i got nervous but, yeah. yeah this is like this is um like i definitely i think that it's two things so so i feel like most of the tech that comes out now is kind of it's because they have to so like you have to release something it, it's it's a tough cadence right you have to like you have to release a Madden every single year right yeah. so so mm-hmm. the, there were a couple years in there where Madden wasn't really it was really just a roster update right right and so right. these tech companies have to release stuff so I think um I think they're trying to do too much because they're running out of ways to like the marketing game they're running out of ways to sell the same stuff you know. Um, I also feel, I feel like some of the stuff is like is like farther is like super far off, you know. But then it does feel closer. Then um, it then, then it might you might actually think right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah, because um, because have you seen the dog? 
Oh, Yo, I was just about no, to bring that up. Yeah. The one jumping up the steps the and then it's opening the door yeah. and walking through. And then I'm like, no, we need to kill that. <laughs> and then have you seen Black Mirror? Do you watch Black Mirror? I love Black Mirror. Did yeah. you ever see that? What's the episode called? Metalheads, where they had those I little. I've seen mid- that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to ruin anything for anybody, but if you know about the dog, go watch the Metalheads episode, and you will understand why that's scary. Here's what's funny: there's a tie-in with uh, there's a tie-in with like this over-techified society, and like the like the the, the more tech we 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 need, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. The more the the lower our fitness level gets, right? Oh yeah. Because like because because we all you know you increasingly like like. I was actually even thinking about this for like a story or whatever because um you have like like the 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 amount uh, like the level of fitness we needed to like th- survive mm-hmm. okay has declined cuz like it declined massively with cars you know because yep. suddenly you just sit everywhere and then it declined more like now like like I think this is ridiculous okay like now like so you could turn a light on and off from your phone, and you can you can like, but and you can go like, can't you can go you can handle the thermostat from your phone. But I'm like, literally, you have to get up and walk ten steps to to turn the light on, and another fifteen steps to change the thermostat. Eb, Eb, you know, I've been saying yeah. this. <laughs> the technology that seems to be created now, and I think oh. it's the greater point of what you're saying is, yeah. it just sparks laziness. Yeah. Exactly. Like, now here's the thing. I want to be very careful about saying this. I do think some of this technology could yeah. definitely help people who have disabilities that could absolutely use yeah. this, right? Like, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But some of this is just pure laziness. Like, like you can't get up and turn on the light? Really? Have you – it's also – it's all, and this is, like, the Instagram thing. It's, like, it's like stunting, you know? Like, like you look at you, – you create, like, an movie. Mm. Have you ever seen the movie – this is a good movie that you guys should watch. That It came out in, like, two, like 2010, maybe, Surrogates. No, so with no. Bruce Willis, it's it's actually like at some point it Is feels it like a Michael Bay film, and like eighty percent through the movie they just blow everything up. But the first <laughs> that's a Michael Bay but, film. But the but the first eighty percent of the movie. Is like really cool because it's this world where people, where tech has advanced so far that you don't, you literally just sit, sit here and you plug into this thing and you have an Android that looks just like you, you know, and walks around the world and does everything. So you're not actually doing anything. Yo. So everybody's fat? On, on, yeah. On, on, <laughs> no, no. That, and then at the end, at the, uh, I'm going to mess up the end. Whatever. It's not, it's not really worth seeing because they blow everything up. But at the end, <laughs> At the end, all the people come out, like, like basically this whole Android world gets, you know, busted up or whatever, and all the people come out of their, like, apartments and stuff like that, and, like, because it, Bruce Willis is in it, and so his Android looks awesome, right? And he comes out, and he's tore up, because he hasn't done anything for a bunch of years, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, are, you th- are you trying to say that's where we're headed? <laughs> I hope not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm but we're, we're getting yeah. kind of lazy. Go ahead, Brian. On Sorry. Joe Rogan's last episode, he had Killer Mike on, and they were smoking weed when they were talking about this, so this may or may not have impacted the conversation. I'm sure it impact, impacted them. But they were talking about this virtual world that people are doing it now where you can put something on and then sort of experience like almost another world entirely. I don't know where it is. I got to look at the episode again, but it was just. So it's like, kind of like on some like Westworld yeah, stuff. Technology is too much. Technology, man. as much as I love tech, and I know we yeah. always get stuff, it kind of scares me. And it's lazy. One thing I want to ask It's moving you, too fast. I agree with all that. You talked about how companies are sort of basically, they're selling you the same thing. You brought a Madden and that yeah. can't order at this point where they don't know what to do. Is the same thing happening with these, with oh, phones? Jesus. I'm holding up my phones because where are we with cell phones right now? You and I always oh, talk about like yeah. what's better and what, which what Samsung or iPhone. and like It seems right now like we're at this kind of stagnant point, right, where there's like not that much advancement in the cell, in the cell phone technology. Yeah, I think, I think we're kind of flat. I think, I think we're starting to flatline a little bit like with it because, I mean, 
you, you hear like the stuff they're adding because I really think they're they're out of stuff. So now they're adding. It's like they're touting like, oh, we have a battery that lasts a whole two days or whatever. Because I think huh. they're kind of, I think we're yeah. We're, I don't think the speed of these gets faster yes. every year. Which processors is good. getting faster, right? Uh, which um, uh, although the funny part of that is the the whole point of processing speed now is to handle all the ads and stuff like that that we stuff into our websites. Mm-hmm. But um, the speed gets faster. But um, yeah, nothing else is because I remember like I feel like one or two years ago. Um, virtual reality was kind of like the big thing and the fact that you could use your phone right to um to kind of like as like a within like a vr set and that was like a big thing and that didn't catch on i think they're kind of a little bit throwing stuff at a wall Mm because all you really need your phone to do and i could be you could correct me on this um all you really need your phone to do is um is 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 call text and internet Okay. Yeah. However, I will say this though. The other thing too is like I do think, and this is bad because in turn we, there's the physical laziness, and then there's like a level of mental laziness that's very easy to set in because our phones can increasingly, um, from a hardware perspective, they're not progressing, and so what they're trying to do is progress from a software perspective. Mm-hmm. And so what I see a lot um, within the the fitness industry is here's this app that can tell you how to work out, or here's this app that it, it, it's not enough to run. Seven or well, it's never enough to never run seven miles. Seven miles. <laughs> but it's not it's not enough to go run a mile. Right and here we're gonna uh, we're gonna tell you exactly how to run and what to think about. It's it's there's this crate called uh, mindful running. Okay, mm. and um, the whole idea and and so it'll be like an app. Or it'll be like um like a like a podcast or something like that. And you listen to it and they'll tell you what to think about during your run. It's like why can't and I what? you know and it's like why can't you just be like, like go run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just be right. Just yeah. listen to music or, or something. And it, but some of it is driven by again because the internet is this big content bubble, mm-hmm. of, and it's increasingly about um, we're going to tell you what to think. Yeah. And <sighs> and people are more than happy to consume. We're going to tell you what to think. So the easiest way to you know it's like we'll tell you how to eat. You know how to um, never mind a lot of that stuff is misguided too. Yeah. And a lot how of people eat, don't want to think for out. themselves also. Exactly. And yeah. and yeah. so this and so this becomes that. That's way too much information. Probably. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey man, thank you. We appreciate the time you coming on here. One thing we do on here is we have um, we always pick a number. Of, it's episode 63, so we try to find an athlete um, whose number kind of corresponds with that. I let Brian handle all of that, and he yeah. comes up with the list. What you got this week? Well, you didn't come at the best time because number 63 is a pretty bad list. All right, we have Brad Marchand. You remember who that is? Nope. Hockey right. player. Hockey player. I knew he was a hockey player, but I don't remember. I think the Buffalo Sabres? I no. think maybe. Maybe. I'm <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> uh, and for the last episode, uh, we actually had Carmelo Anthony and Tracy McGrady because they had career high of 62 points, oh, respectively. Because it was so bad that we had the list, to create The list was awful. Uh, Rafael Betancourt. You remember him? I like Betancourt. Good uh, setup, man. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was for the Indians for a while, uh, a couple other places, yeah. yeah. Ryan Madsen. Oh, closer. Closer. Yeah. Uh, Phillies. Phillies. Yeah. Yep. All right, we're doing all right so far. Justin Masterson. Oh, uh, pitcher, pitcher, Cleveland Indian starter. That's very good memory. Here's my choice. Dwayne Robertson. <laughs> ah. Dwayne, du- Dwayne Robertson in the D-tackle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was 63? Yeah. yeah. I, did, I, 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 I thought, thought he was like a 90. Me 90. too. I thought, I thought so too. I don't remember also. wearing 63. I Yo, I looked it up. Huh. I'll look it up again. Yeah, see, I thought sure. he was in the 90s too. See, Google Images 63. Yeah, huh. he's right there. Huh. Wow. Um, He was a bust. Gene Upshaw. Gene Upshaw. 
Okay. Isn't isn't he like a like an owner guy? Isn't he like players? Like was he with player associations? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah but he played. I know he played. I didn't know I think, he played. Yeah. Okay. He played. Who did he play for? Sure the Colts. Uh, he played. He's dead. What? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't remember you passing and passing away. Ooh, okay. Well, he played. He played with the Oakland Raiders. He was Raiders. two-time Super Bowl champion. But he did work for the Players Association. This is in the seventies. That, that. That's what. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I didn't know he played. Yeah, yeah. he did work with the Players Association. Yes, he was an executive director of the NFL. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I knew I wasn't. Oh, so this is actually not a bad list. This Jeff is, Saturday. Jeff Saturday, a uh, longtime uh, center, center Colts. for the Colts. Yeah. yeah. Dermani Dotson. I have no idea who that is. Oh, Me the center, Pittsburgh Steelers. He was like when. In like the nineties, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like in, in uh. like the like I feel like the Neil O'Donnell, Neil, oh, the Neil and Cordell Stewart. Cordell yeah. Stewart wasn't. Oh, I thought I, I was like Cordell Stewart is number sixty-three. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, no, yeah. But I'm saying in that era. I think he, yeah, he. Cordell was Stewart era. was on the cover of NFL Blitz in the nineties. Yes, he was, yeah. and yeah. I had that game. Man. Cordell Stewart was my hero. I thought he'd be so much better than he was on the so, so did I. I. So did I. Him and I, Cade McNown. Yeah. He was a second-round pick, by the way. Like, yeah, he, he was. Like, he was like they they took him I, I, they took him seriously as a quarterback, but he messed everything up for the quarterbacks that came after because he was the one. I think he was like one of the first guys to like, okay, I'll do wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. He, I wish he never yeah. did that. I right. wish he had stuck to his guns and said, yeah. I'll play. Because he agreed, and that's what he got yeah. the name Slash and all that. So, yeah. Mike Munchak. No. Roberto uh, offensive. Uh, Mike Munchak was offensive line Lineman. coach for the Titans. I think he was a former lineman. Pl- lineman. He yeah. was. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Yeah. Uh, Roberto Garza from the Bears. Bears. Okay. Center. Yeah. center. Yeah. Lots, of centers. Lots of centers. Lots of centers. Michael yeah. Jordan, playoff career high, 63 points, Celtics, 1986. Okay. And then Hersey Hawkins, College career high in 1988. Hersey Hawkins scored 63. Yeah, that's why in I college, put that there. In college, I didn't, college? I didn't know that that's like that's Against like 63 who? in like an 80 point game. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's huge, right? Yeah. All right, so what we, we we always have to pick somebody for this. Who are we going with? We we we'll let you. Uh, we'll give you the first the first shot at this. Um, who would you pick that actually represents number six or best represents number 63? I might go Ryan Madsen, maybe. Okay. Ryan Madsen or Damani? But you didn't know who Damani is. Doesn't that matter. Work. Yeah. But you, Ryan Madsen? Yeah, Ryan Madsen. We can't have we can't have a fat offensive lineman. Sixty three points here. for Hawkins. <laughs> okay. Sixty. <laughs> I just go what you said. Sixty three points for uh, Hawkins. Uh, he went to Bradley. He did that against the University of Detroit. The final score of the game was one twenty two to one oh seven. This is thirty huh. years ago. Wow. Thirty one years ago. Okay. Ryan Madsen. Okay. What's yeah. your vote? What's your vote, Ryan? Uh. Probably Jeff Saturday or Dwayne Roberts. You can't you can't have a you can't have a bust the day I'm here. That's <laughs> I, I, Jeff I'm, Saturday was pretty good. Jeff Saturday is all, yeah. he's Jeff, probably going to Hall of Fame. He probably I think so. Um, and from what from what I can tell, I don't think he's gone the problematic route. I think yeah. Dermani Dawson is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know yeah. what Ron Manson was a good closer. Uh, no love for the Phillies, but I'm gonna. You know, we haven't had a, have had a baseball guy in a while. I'll go with Ryan Manson. Last baseball guy I think we had was Johan Santana. Johan Santana. Okay, All right, we'll go. I'll go with Ryan Manson. Yeah. Ryan Manson episode it is. Hmm. All right? That's it. All right. Uh, Eb, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Obviously, our guest is Ebenezer Samuel, Men's Health Fitness Director. You can catch his stuff on menshealth.com, on Instagram as well, too. 
and the DVD, which is New Rules of Fitness. New Rules of Muscle. New Rules of Muscle. Yeah. yeah. Get, 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 you got to get that new muscle. Rules yeah. muscle. New Rules of Muscle. New Rules of Muscle. Now, real quick, did they, you talk about any diet stuff in that, in the DVD, or is it just, it's just all workout um, stuff? I think I think diet is a lot based on the person. You yeah. Know? So um, no diet stuff in there, although you guys can hit me up. Um, I try to give customized diet stuff to people because I think it's personal. That's good. Yeah. Nutrition nutrition goes hand in hand with, with that. Like, like we would probably have different diets just based on our body sizes and things like that. Body types, goals, metabolic rate. Right. You know? Yep. yep. Mm, okay. Lifestyle a little bit. Exactly. Kind of factors and factors too. in there yeah, too. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we the thank best you for... diet is the one you can stick to too. Ah, yeah. I like that's good. Good advice to leave people with before yeah. we go. The best diet is the one you can stick to. Thank you, man. We appreciate you coming. We, we'll have you back at some point, all right? Yeah. For sure. All right, that's it. For Ebenezer Samuel and Brian Fonseca, who's going to try to eat better from now on at these games. I'm, I'm actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm actually, for the most part, I'm pretty good. I'm gonna, I I'll, stay away from the desserts. you got to talk to Gerard, who gets four cookies every dessert. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. We can't, <laughs> we can't have that. All and, right. he's still in, and he still looks like he's in shape, too. Yeah, I'm but gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure you guys are doing good. So for Ebenezer Samuel and Brian Fonseca, I'm Dex Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Hmm.